Welcome, welcome everybody to Quest for Fire, a podcast brought to you by Romu Media. Very delighted to welcome you all to the circle today as we get ready for episode 25. Episode 25, and it's hard to believe that we're already on to 25 episodes of Quest for Fire, where we learn from a variety of different folks from different walks of life. And today we have the honor of being joined by Julia Carrillo. Julia is the owner of Soy Chingona, and she is definitely a Chingona. So for those who may not know the, the meaning of the word Chingona, okay, that is, it's tough to explain in English, and, and Julia will do a much better job during the course of our conversation in unpacking the meaning of Chingona. But in a nutshell, it's kind of like being a badass. You know, a Chingona would be a female badass who will not take no for an answer, will get stuff done. And so Julia, in, in her brand of clothing and jewelry and apparel, um, she really personifies what it is to be a chingona, what it is to be a young Latina entrepreneur, to grow a business, to face different voices saying no, or maybe you shouldn't do this, okay? To still be true to the family and the support groups around her to be vulnerable, to be able to express her, her thoughts and her true feelings. And to me, that was one of the biggest strengths of this conversation, was the ability not only to learn from Julia about what it is to be an entrepreneur, but also to, to feel the feelings that she expressed so, so eloquently. So whether it's feelings of, of joy and happiness and laughter, she's, she's got a great spirit, a great communication style, so a lot of laughter throughout this conversation, but also a lot of emotion, a lot of either uh, anger, rage, pain, frustration, and vulnerability. Okay, so my hat's off and, and much respect to Julia Carrillo. She is our guest today on, on Quest for Fire. Uh, she talks about Soy Chingona, and you can learn more about uh, Julia through uh, her Instagram page, Soy Chingona. Um, I definitely recommend you all to visit that page and follow that page so you can stay up to date on all the latest uh, offerings from Soy Chingona. So with that said, everybody, again, thank you all for the support these past uh, 24 and now 25 episodes of Quest for Fire. Uh, remember that all your likes and your shares and your retweets are what help, help us to grow this podcast and hopefully take this to the level that I feel we can truly reach. So again, I thank you all here in the circle for, for sticking with us and supporting us. And I think you're truly in for a, a treat right now as we get ready to embark on another Quest for Fire. So welcome everybody to episode 25 with Julia Carrillo, Soy Chingona. And we'll get started here in five, four, three, two, and record. Hey everybody, welcome to Quest for Fire, a podcast brought to you by Romo Media. And I'm your host, Romulo Vega. Very delighted and honored to welcome to the circle today on the podcast to share a little bit about her journey and some of her, uh, her endeavors here. Uh, we welcome Julia from Soy Chingona, from the Juleria, and, you know, just a wealth of, of experience. How are you doing today, Julia? I'm doing great. It's uh, almost time for my kid to go to bed, and uh, yeah, it's fantastic. I'm about to get my free time going over here. This is my break. It's nice. <laughs> oh yeah, no, definitely. 
Well, I appreciate you taking the time to, to stop in with us and share a little bit about your journey. Um, some of the things that, that jumped out at me, uh, you have a, a fantastic uh, social media following with, with uh, Soy Chingona and some of your other pages. Can you give us a little bit of, a, of an overview? What is Soy Chingona and, and what are some of the other pages and what exactly, uh, what uh, goods and, and branding do you, uh, do you share with your clients? Well, uh, to avoid this being about five hours long, I'm going <laughs> to stick to So Chingona. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, So Chingona was born uh, while I was in this really dark place. I was very depressed. I was uh, going through a divorce. And um, I remember after like spending two weeks of crying <laughs> on my couch, I uh, got up because people were emailing me like, where's my order? Where's my jewelry? Because I was already running uh, the jewelry.com dot com at the moment. Like I was making sorority jewelry. And um, I I got up because of my customers. I was like, I got to get up. And then I was like, what am I crying about? Like, why am I crying? Why am I this upset? I've been through worse, you know? And then I'm like, and then I realized, I told myself, I was like, soy chingona como mi madre my, and her madre before her. And then, and then it, something clicked. Like I was like, wait a minute, chingona. Yeah. And I'm like, there's so many women going through similar things and worse things. And, you know, I need to come up with something to help them out. And um, that's where the idea was born. I immediately called my homegirl, Alma, and I was like, girl, can you do a photo shoot when I get back to Omaha? Because I was living in North Carolina at the time. I'm like, I want to launch some jewelry. Some Chingona jewelry is going to be the Chingona brand. And she loved it. And I immediately scheduled everything and, and started designing. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. So, and it's about women empowerment to remind people, you know, women that they're chingona. And I was going to ask for, for maybe those who, who don't come from, a, you know, Latino, Latina or Chicano, Chicana, whatever type of, of, you know, identity that's familiar with the concept of, you know, ser chingona. Can you give us a little bit of an explanation? What, what, what is chingona? What, what is it to be chingona? Uh, chingona is someone that uh, lives life you know, by their own terms, like you don't, you just do what you do because you want to do it and you don't care about what other people think. That's, that's the most important thing that you just build yourself up and you keep moving no matter what. And you don't care what people think. Mm -hmm. And so chingona then refers to like, you know, the, the female perspective, right? And, and you're chingona, you don't care what anyone thinks. What, uh, what kind of response did you get once you started to launch some of your, your products through Soy Chingona? Ooh, well, <laughs> uh, I did some investigating first. Like I, uh, I was like, I wanted, I, w I was making sure that nobody else had a brand, you know, under the name Chingona first. I Googled it and I was like, holy crap, nobody has, <laughs> nobody's taken that yet. Like this is, this is amazing, right? <laughs> so I, um, I Googled that and all I could find was uh, some pizzeria in Texas that made a pizza called La Chingona that had like triple jalapeno. And then there was like this big commotion about it. Like there was professors talking about it, about the word Chingona and people saying that it was vulgar, that how could they make a pizza, you know, called that. And it was just like a big mess. And then I was like, ah. Oh, this is the time to launch it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> if there's a pizza, there could be a brand. So I uh, I did it. I was like, I'm going to do it. And my, everybody thought I was crazy, of course. 
everybody's like, are you sure you're going to do that? Like, is Facebook going to block you from posting stuff? And I'm like, they don't know what Chinguna is, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> so, um, of course, I had some, uh, I would get messages from, from dudes from, that were not from Mexico or the United States uh, saying inappropriate things to me, <laughs> mm. uh, thinking that Chinguna was something else, you know? And um, I, I started to uh, sell the jewelry at sorority conventions because I was making sorority jewelry. And of course, I would ask the people in charge of the convention, like if it was okay for me to have a separate table, you know, with my chingona items, like mostly jewelry. Um, and they would always say yes. So I started taking it to convention and I would only get like three or four sales. Like it was mostly girls giggling at the table and taking pictures. Like, can I take pictures of this? Sending it to their friends and giggling. Mm -hmm. This was back in uh, 2013. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 2013. So at first it was just giggles. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I mostly got, most of the love I got was from uh, California and Texas um, at first. And the Midwest took quite a long time to, to be like, oh, this is cool. It's okay for me to use the word, you know? And um, my family was, but they know me. I'm always, uh, my mom says I always do things backwards. <laughs> but I'm like, hey, look at it, it's working. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so yeah, at first it was a lot of giggles. Now everybody loves it. Like, well, most people, some people are still kind of like, I can't believe you did that. And I'm like, I don't care, you know? <laughs> so, so yeah, it's, a, it's all about women empowerment. And I've had, what kept me going is that every single time I went through um, an obstacle, something would happen that would line things up for me to keep going. So I took it as a sign from the universe. I'm like, I got to keep going. I got to keep going. And then once I started getting messages from, uh, from women, um, going through a hard time, battling cancer, saying things like, I bought this bracelet from you and I look at it every time, you know, I go to chemo, like I, <laughs> It touched me like so deep and I'm like, I'm going to keep doing this till I, you know, I die or I fail. Mm -hmm. And I just kept going. I kept going. I, I actually had problems with my family over it. Like I had, uh, cause everybody's like, you know, this isn't working for you. Cause at, at some point I was like, if I don't sell something today, I'm not eating. Mm -hmm. Like I was like really, uh, after my divorce, I came back and my job, my old job offered me my job back. And I was like, no. I'm going to do this full time. So I, I went balls to the wall, as they say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, uh, and I was like, I, this is the time to do it. I don't have any kids. It's just me. You know, um, I didn't even have my dog yet. I'm like, I'm just going to do this. And if I don't eat, I don't eat. I'm going to keep doing it. But I ate every single day. I made a sale every single day. I did it full time. And, uh, and then it just kept growing and growing and the numbers just kept getting bigger and bigger. And, and I was like, wow, I can actually get somewhere with this. I'm paying rent. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm going shopping with it. I'm expanding. Something's happening. It's in, uh, and not until my mom and like other family members saw the numbers and, and everything is that they finally believed me. I don't blame them that much because honestly, there's not, this is all new, you know, mm -hmm. the, the internet and internet sales and all that is pretty new. So um, a lot of people don't understand it and they judge it. They're like, you're just wasting your time. But I'm looking at the numbers and the charts, and I'm like, I'm not wasting my time. The numbers keep going up. So yeah. it's, yeah. I'm out of breath. Sorry. No, I'm yeah. so, I get so emotional. <laughs> no, I feel that. I feel that very much. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, I get emotional. 
you know, and just hearing that, I mean, you know, it sounds like, you know, you go through some obstacles and then you're at this point where you could either walk down a path of maybe some, some guarantees of whether it be income or a certain level of, you know, security on one end, but on the other end, you've got this idea, this, this dream, this goal, right? And, and you made the decision to, you know, leap into that goal and commit yourself to it. Did the word entrepreneur ever like enter your mind? Did you, in, you know, in those early years say, okay, you know, I'm all about entrepreneurship. This is what you got to do. Maybe there's business influences that ran through your mind, or was it just more of, of just your day-to-day, -day, like people who, who were around you motivated you to just, you know, step up and do this? Um, I guess the entrepreneur word came to me like where I actually was like, yeah, this is what I am just like a few years ago. Cause at first it was like, I didn't, I honestly saw it as like a hobby. Mm. I saw it as, as a hobby at first, you know, like when I first started, cause I started back in 2011 with the jewelry and I started off with like, okay, I'll pay gas with it. You know, the money I make, I'll pay my cell phone with it. I'll pay my car insurance. It just kept growing and growing and growing. So I didn't see it as a business at first, but then after it took off, like I was like, yes, this is what I am. And then I remember one time this lady saying, oh, you're a fashion designer. And I was like, oh my gosh, is that what I am? You know, it, is, it was just like, it was so flattering because ever since I was little, like with uh, with my Barbies, I had like 27 of them, right? <laughs> like I would design all the jewelry for them, the clothes, like. It was like a very, very a flashy novella, you know. So it's um, so it was, it's always been a dream for me to to uh, to design things, you know, in the jewelry, clothes, whatever. And hopefully, we'll keep expanding when I have the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, definitely, and and that brings up uh, an interesting uh, point there. I mean, even for for listeners who can't necessarily see the the screen um, behind you, there's a little pillow that says, you know, full time chingona. Or it's a backpack. Um, it's there's a backpack, a, yeah. There's uh, some images of like Frida Kahlo, you know. Um, so, I mean, yeah. do you go about like designing and, and you think about these different things? And how do you go about, I guess, taking these ideas or these, these images and turning them into an actual, you know, product that you can then, you know, share with the world? Um, yeah, I'll, uh, a lot of times I get messages from, from girls, you know, going through things. They'll tell me things and then I'll you know, uh, create something from that. Um, a lot of times personal experiences, like I've, I've had, uh, mostly, mostly men, mostly men, no offense, make me really mad. And, um, I'm like, Oh yeah. So I'll make it into a t-shirt, you know, like <laughs> I'll do, I'll do things like that. Like I'll get back at, at, at like my, I'll take all my anger, my rage, my passion, my locura, and I'll put it into a t-shirt or a sticker or, or whatever. And I know there's a lot of passionate people to follow my page so when they see that they're drawn to it and then I you know I make that connection like a lot of my close friends I met on Instagram and I've never met in real life you know mm. I connect with a lot of people through our passion rage and love and and craziness I guess so that I draw from all of that like I I take all of that and create things mm -hmm. and sometimes I feel like my heart is so full like I'm just gonna explode so I take a nap or or I drink, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, I take, I just, I just do that. Like, cause I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not a violent person, you know? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a t-shirt 
it's going to piss you off if you're the one that made me mad, but it's going to sell everywhere else because people feel the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> that's what, like, I remember one time I got so mad. I got so mad. I made a, a keychain. I made a keychain and I'm, and I put it into a heart, you know, cause it's, it's less aggressive. And it said, Vete la chingada. <laughs> I, that's how I felt. I made it into a keychain. I remember it was a Saturday. I took a picture of it. I put it on my website. And my mom's like, my mom came over and she's like, Mija, are you really going to do that? Are you really going to put that on your page? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put this keychain on the page right now. I'm so mad. And I did it. And she, my mom's like, that's not going to sell. Who's going to want to buy that? Come back from whatever. I think we went to garage sales or I don't know where the hell we went. We come back and I have like 20 sales already. Like 20 wow. different people ordered the keychain because they felt, they felt it. They're like, you know what? Yes, vete la chingada, you know? <laughs> like, that's how I yes. feel right now. So, <laughs> With so yeah, heart, it's just right? like, exactly, exactly. So it was, I have a circle option too, you know, but most people get the heart, the gold heart, which is great. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's stuff like that, you know, that's uh, that really, you know, makes me connect with people and mm. keeps me going. So the motivation is the fuel. Mm, interesting. No, and that's, that's a very powerful thing is, is that, that human emotion that, you know, when you feel these, these feelings of anger or, or whatever, just a flurry of emotions and to be able to express that, you know, in a, in a way, whether through art, through, through necklaces or whatever, you know, that's a, that's a very human thing. I mean, yeah. and, and it sounds like you were kind of ahead of the curve in a lot of ways. And I don't want to generalize our, our American, you know, Latino, Latina, Latinx communities, but a lot of a lot of the branding and the images and, and what you have on your page are things that maybe even five, 10 years ago, none of us saw any of that stuff. Like none of us even thought you could get a, a backpack that says, you know, I'm a full-time chingona, you know? Um, what, uh, you referenced this a little bit, what kind of generational, I guess, conflicts have you encountered with your brand of, of merchandise here? I mean, is it something you see a lot of younger folks gravitating towards or is it, you know, older? Is it all across the spectrum? I mean, what kinds of, of you know, subgroups within our vast Latino, Latina, Latinx communities are really gravitating towards, towards these uh, images? Um, I'm not sure because like I, I check my, my stats all the time and uh, they tell me that uh, it's mostly like, what is it? 91% women, 9% men to follow my page, all between the ages of uh, like 15 to 50. So it's, uh, I think since it's so new and I try to touch everything and everyone, like I remember thinking like, I'm going to make jewelry like, I'm going to make sure I make jewelry that, you know, like, if I encounter someone in the street, I'm going to make something, and they're going to have to like something. Mm. I'm going to make this line of jewelry, and you, everyone's going to like at least one thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, like, my goal. Like, I was, like, I'm going to have it all out there. Like, you know, like, I even have a, a, a keychain that says Dios te bendiga, you know, for, you know, like, it's just, I have, I have a lot of stuff. I think I have, like, over 400 items on my website. And that's because I'm limiting it because mm-hmm. <laughs> I still have other designs that I haven't launched and everything. So I, I try to like, I show things to my mom and, you know, my mom's, uh, 
I'm not going to say her age. She's mm-hmm. 23 years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> but and then I'll show things to my my cousin. I'm going to mention her. Her name's Nayeli. She'll probably be watching this or, or listening to this. She's going to be really happy. She's eight years old and she even changed her name on Snapchat. Yes, she has Snapchat. I don't know why, but <laughs> she changed it to Nayeli La Chingona. Oh, I got wow. my mom and my, and my cousin Nayeli like asking me for stuff. So I just, you know, present it to my, to my tia, to my mom, to, to my little primas. And, and I see everybody loving it. And I just keep popping out more designs, you know, like, mm-hmm. so it makes me happy. Like I'll just sit there and just, you know, make stuff for everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely. And you know, it's, it's something that's very powerful and very, very new, like you said, in that it, it feels like a lot of our, you know, Latino, Latina, Latinx backgrounds are, are rooted in a lot of, there's like a lot of, you know, machismo, machista, whether it stems back from like colonial backgrounds or whatever, you know, and, and it, a lot of those things are, are very toxic in a lot of ways, but in, in, historically, it always seems like the females have, have not been given, you know, the proper platform to express themselves, to be independent, to be a chingona. I mean, do you think about any of that stuff as you're- Oh, every day, every day, every day. I'll encounter somebody, some troll, some little dumb troll, you know, saying things. Uh, I'll uh, take a look at uh, some of the men in my past, not my boyfriends, cause they were okay. But like, uh, you know, other men, you know, that I'm related to that I'll be like, what's going on, dude? You know, all the men in my family know how I am. You know what I mean, like it's, it's uh, at first it was a joke, but then they realized that you know it's, it's not a joke. Like this is real. Like I'm not gonna serve you a plate. Get it yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that, but I do that. A lot of people think I'm an ex- extreme, but I'm trying to kill that vibe. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to kill that vibe in my family. Like no, men can do stuff too. Mm-hmm. They can do stuff too, and I can do stuff too. You know, I if I ever get married again, I, I'd rather be the one working, have my dude stay at home with kids. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. maybe, you know, like it's, <laughs> yeah, no, it's... it's like, I'm trying to like, you know, um, make my family understand that it, it can be different and it can be better. And it doesn't have to be like that. Like even my, uh, my grandma, que descans en paz, um, she, at first, she was like, pero chingona? And I was like, yeah. I'm like, you know, like, why can't we call a man chingon, you know? And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, because they're chingon. And I'm like, what's the female version of that? And she's like, chingona. And I'm like, yes, exactly. Like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and I kept telling her that she was, like, my main inspiration. And, uh, you know, I kept telling her that. And and she was. And she still is. And um, I I'm planning on, even if it takes t-shirts and whatever i'm getting it out there like mm-hmm. i'm bringing machistas down you hear me machistas i'm coming for you <laughs> <laughs> you tell them <laughs> no yeah I was, I was gonna ask you that i mean you know was were there any figures in your upbringing you know or, or any circumstances or whatever that that instilled upon you early in life kind of that mindset of if, if i want something then i can't wait for anybody to give it to me i gotta make this happen my abuelita my mom my tia like uh, the three strongest women that I know, like they, they've been like that. They're like, we don't need a man. We can do this. 
And um, as I got older, I was like, wow, you know, it's it's nice, you know, like it's a bonus. Like if you have a good partner, you know, to help you out, but you you really don't need anybody. You can do it yourself, you know. So it's and I saw it happen. And and every single time I was going through a hard time, I would be like, well, what would my abuelita do? She wouldn't be sitting here crying. You know, like it's there is no time to cry. Like, and yeah, I cry. I, I'm a fucking Giona too, you know, but <laughs> I I still get things done, you know, every now and then I have to like, you know, sit down and, and, and cry a little bit, but it's, I know I can do it, you know, and, and that's what I'm trying to tell people. You can do it. You don't need anybody. You can do it. Yeah. But yeah, every now and then it's, it's helpful to have somebody help you out, but you don't, you don't, you know, you don't need a man. You can do it yourself. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, going back to, to the start of everything, you know, around uh, 2011, you started the, the Juleria, um, and then 2013, you started uh, Soy Chingona, um, and it sounds like you started by, by with your background with uh, a, a Latina Greek organization. Um, can you give listeners a little bit of, of, of what organization, what, what, what did that mean to you? And you mentioned something about visiting conventions you know, when you travel, when did you shift from, from kind of traveling and setting up tables to really having the social media side of things start to start to pick up? Ooh, it's all a big blur. I just remember uh, once I uh, joined my, my wonderful organization, um, uh, since I already made jewelry at the time, like I made just, you know, cute jewelry. They asked me if I, was, if I could make some sorority necklaces. And I was like, I can do that. And then I started there. And then another organization, a group of other girls, like another girl, like asked me, she's like, can you make something for us? And I was like, I can make something for you. And then it just kept going and going and going. And then it's like, what about us? What about us? What about us? And then next thing you know, I have designs for over 50 sororities. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was like, I, I, I became obsessed with it. Like I, I was working like eight, 16, 17 hours a day for like, I don't know, for maybe a year. I don't know. It was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. I was working a lot and I just kept growing my collections. And, and then I remember um, uh, this other, this other young lady that was making tiki's for Greeks. She actually let me know how Instagram works. Cause like I got an Instagram page, but I didn't know how to utilize it, mm-hmm. you know? I didn't know how to utilize it correctly. And then she she kind of laughed at me a little bit. Mm. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? And she kind of laughed at me. And I was like, oh yeah? <laughs> so it, I was like, I'm gonna show her, I can do it. And then next thing you know, I, I had double her numbers and then triple her numbers and then quadruple her numbers. And then I have another page and then I, you know, I just kept growing and growing and I was like, I'm going to figure it out. I started reading articles, like how do people do this? Like how many, how, how much activity could I have on the account before Instagram thinks I'm a bot? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it's, I, I started reading all this like every day. And then I started um, drawing inspiration from other Latinas that started their own business that had, you know, pages with large numbers. And I would look at their page and be like, what are they doing that I could be doing too? Mm-hmm. You know, what makes them successful? So um, I would look at their page and be like, what makes me feel good when I go to their page? 
this makes me feel good. Same post about this or that. I got to do that too. I got to post things that make me feel good. And, and that's what I did. I, I just kept reading, reading and, and, and uh, just, yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. And then I just kept getting like crazy, like lots of accounts. I, I had at one point I had 23 Instagram accounts. Oh, wow. 23. <laughs> Why so many? I yeah. Because just... I started uh, making uh, accounts for specific sororities because okay. a lot of the sororities were like, well, can you make stuff for us? I see that necklace, but can you make stuff for us? And I'm like, I can. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to have pages for like the larger organizations that I sell to. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna just going to post content that they would like. Mm -hmm. So I started doing that and, um, and it worked. Mm. It worked. I was like, this is all new to me. Like I just, I'm, like, I'm going to do it and you got to do it obsessively and you got to, you know, I told a lot of people how to do it. Like I've had dozens of people come to me and ask me, how did you do it? And I'll tell them, but if they don't have enough motivation or fire or, or time sometimes like it's not going to work mm -hmm. you do you do that shit while you're if you're in the bathroom and you're bored and you're like i don't want to read this while i'm taking a poop <laughs> investigate study yeah. you know what i mean while you're in line at the grocery store you're like oh my god is there really seven people in front of me take your phone out do some work you know what i mean like it's just do it whenever you can and you'll see results you gotta be consistent though mm-hmm gotta be kind of crazy sometimes <laughs> <laughs> well that that is that is fantastic and and you know i think about that sort of thing um because a lot of these these businesses and, and endeavors whether it be a business or not you know it seems like a lot of a lot of these entities you know aren't yet developed like people might have an idea and it takes a while and there might be a long time before you actually see you know anybody start to, to pay attention to you. Um, how did you deal with those, those quiet moments at first where you didn't necessarily see people liking your page or even the orders coming in? I mean, did you ever have like self-doubt and how did you manage? Oh yeah, all the time, all the time. I'm like, do I have to quit and get a regular nine to five again? And then I was like, no, I don't wanna do that. So I'm gonna study, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read, I'm gonna Google like what do small businesses do to succeed? Like I'm gonna, you know, like all that. <laughs> Uh, I, I did not want to go back to a regular nine to five. So mm -hmm. that uh, that desire to just be my own boss and be able to watch Netflix and make jewelry, like <laughs> pushed me to like read. And I was like, I can't, I can't go back to a regular nine to five. Well, at least for now, like when the pandemic hit, I'm like, am I going to have to do that? Mm -hmm. I know I can, but <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, um, I, I, uh, I just read. And then like, and then, yeah, there were times where I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Like what's going on? But a lot of then I figured out that there was like algorithms and mm -hmm. stuff working against me, and it still does, and it's really annoying. I think they call it shadow banning or something. I don't mm -hmm. know. But uh, while that's going on, I make more stuff, and then I started uh, focusing on like doing local events. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, if I'm not going to be selling a lot here, I'm going to be doing local events. But yeah, COVID. That changed everything. I had a lot of plans this year, like, and now I had to do most of it online. But um, yeah, it's like there's all, when you're your own boss, you there's always something to do. Like even when I like if I'm sitting there and watching a movie, I have this guilt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm like, 
oh my gosh, I could be getting so much work done right now. And I have to tell myself, self-care, self-care, Julia. It's okay. Just sit there and watch the movie. It's okay. It's okay to be watching this dumb story. Just watch it. You have to relax your mind and your body for a little bit. You know, I got to tell myself because if you're your own business owner and you're going boss to the wall, as they say, like you have to, like, there's no time to be bored. Mm. I haven't been bored. I don't know. I don't know when the last time I was bored was because I, I, there's always something to do. Like mm -hmm. if, if there is no work, which is rare, I organize my studio, mm -hmm. you know, because then I'm going to organize it in a certain way to make things go faster for when I do get orders. You know, like there's always work to be done. Like if you don't have work to be done, you're doing something wrong. Mm. Like, you know, you all, there's always something to be done. There's you can. Uh, and a lot of times, like I remember like my mom or family or friends, significant others being like, what are you doing? You're just on Instagram. You're not working. I'm like, I'm studying. Trust me. I'm on Instagram. I'm not just be like, oh, cool. This is a cute dress. No, I'm studying. I'm like, what makes this dress cute? Who is this girl? And why does she have more followers than me? Mm. You know, I'm studying the page. I'm not just looking at stuff. I'm not wasting my time. Yeah. Every now and then there's a cute kitten video or some guy drinking cranberry juice. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's, most of it is business. And then I'm like, should I be drinking cranberry juice? You know, like you gotta be thinking about these things, you know? Uh -huh. <sighs> Sorry, I'm getting no, passionate. I, I don't know if that's too loud for you. I don't know. No, you're good. You're good. I, I, you know, it's, it's that, I don't know. I think like almost in my little way of viewing the world, it's that Michael Jordan view of if you got something, then you just gotta go after it and, and don't mess around, you know? Um, so hearing you speak about all that stuff, I'm getting that same vibe. Like, you know, you're on it. You take this seriously. You take yourself seriously. And and you see the goal. Yeah. You make it happen. <laughs> yeah. And I've had a lot of a lot of copycats. I have. And uh, and it hurts me. I remember crying about it one time. But I'm like, that's just one design. Like, okay. And so I'm some passionate other designs that they. Oh, yeah. It happens all the time. It happens all the time. I don't know if they think that maybe if they make the same t-shirt that that they'll get a bunch of followers. It's not how it works. It took a lot of studying, a lot of stalking <laughs> for me to get where I'm at. You know what I mean? Like it's mm -hmm. it's not that easy. Like I have some uh, Chinese companies actually uh, uh, stealing some designs and apparently some of my t-shirt designs are all over LA, downtown LA. I saw one on 24th Street here in Omaha. Like I saw one, I was driving and I was like, <gasps> that's my t-shirt, you know? And it, it was the weirdest feeling. Like I was so angry and so flattered at the same time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's, uh, it's okay. That's not the only designs I have. I have another 200 designs like sitting there. Well, actually it's more of a hundred designs, but it's okay. I have more like every, I'm designing in my head. I'm designing in my dreams. Like mm -hmm. I'm not going to be stopped. Yeah. I'm not going to be stopped. Not, not yet. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. Wow. And, and so have you, you know, now and in, in these recent years, since you've been at this for a while, have you seen your products then pop up in places that, that surprise you or just like surreal or, or any sort of individuals out there that you might see either ordering or wearing your, your stuff that, that you just like take you, take you back and say, whoa, I didn't, I didn't realize that. Um, uh, yeah, I think the, I mean, it's happened with a few actresses, you know, like, uh, like where they wear my stuff, like they'll, they'll post about it. And it's really nice. Like I get really excited, you know, um, 
uh, I think the biggest one though. I don't even want to say it. I'm so embarrassed. I'm, I feel like such a <laughs> such a big fan, but uh, no, I um, no, I don't even want to say it. So okay. it's so dumb. Anyway, <laughs> no, no, I, Are they like I, a film I, yeah, or a I, TV type. Yep. Let's just say that I interacted with George Lopez and like he liked my stuff and it was pretty sweet and I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh, you know. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, like it's it's pretty sweet because like I, 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 I grew up being like an outcast. I was an outcast mm. for a very long time. I was very shy. I still am. I'm actually pretending right now. I'm not shy, but I am. You know, this is all the act. <laughs> uh, no. Um, I was. I grew up my, the majority of my life thinking I was a weirdo. I didn't have that many friends. I moved around a lot, and then just to have this platform where I post something and then I feel like people, um, you know, reacting to it in positive ways and liking things, sharing things, and 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 saying things like I needed this today. You know, like it's it makes me feel like I'm doing something right and I'm connecting with people and. I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe I'm not such so weird, you know? Maybe, maybe mm. everybody's weird and it's okay, you know? So mm. it makes me feel better, and um, knowing that I'm making people feel better, um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm just really emotional right now. I'm sorry. I'm gonna drink more of this. <laughs> no, and and you know that makes me wonder too. I mean, you know, you referenced this earlier when you saw that person wearing like a knockoff version of, of one of your shirts. Um, it almost feels like, you know, for as as creative and, and awesome as as the, the products you create are, it almost feels like there's something bigger to that. There's a, there's like a sense of community. There's like a sense of of branding, a sense of of you. You know, um, I don't know. Do you feel like there's 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 like this little community then around you? Yeah, uh, around me online, mm -hmm. like I. <sighs> I feel so lonely sometimes here in Omaha, like I'm in Omaha, you know, and uh, there's not a lot of people doing similar things. Like most of the, the young ladies that I connect with are in uh, California and Texas, New York, and I feel so alone over here. I've tried to reach out to several people, but I don't know if I come out too strong, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> but uh, they, they, they uh, yeah, I just, it's hard to collab with people around here, you know. Because there's, uh, I thought this was my year, but I guess we'll have to see next year. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I feel really alone. I feel lonely at times, like here locally. Like, I, but I get on Instagram and I feel all the love, you know, mm -hmm. Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, and uh, but here in Omaha, no, I don't have, I don't have a, uh, like a team, you know. I don't mm -hmm. have, I don't have that. Like, I want to have brunch. If there's anybody in Omaha listening to this, please have brunch with me after COVID. Like, let's talk. Mm -hmm. I'm lonely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I've, I've had brunch one time in Omaha and it was a fantastic experience. A lot of people oh, yeah? do it regularly, maybe one day after COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I, I want to meet more, uh, I want to meet more people doing things, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I want to get more motivated, you know, I want to, I want to collab. I, and, you know, I, I do have a few friends that are photographers, and that's been very nice, like, being able to, you know, um, I'm not, like, alone, alone, like, I have friends and everything, but I meant, like, uh, people that do similar things to me, like, I don't have that many people around me, but I do have friends that are always willing to help photographers, you know, I have beautiful friends that, that model, mm -hmm. 
you know, the, the model for me just to support me and, and believe in me more than a lot of my family, you know, so mm-hmm. it's, it means something. And um, I would not be able to, I would not be able to keep going without them. Like I, I would have lost my, my fire a long time ago, but mm-hmm. luckily I have them. I won't name them all because we'll be here for a while. And <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, so with the creative side of, of the business, I mean, do you ever deal with any sort of like a creative block or, or times where you yes. like nothing's connecting? Yeah, I actually felt that for the first time last year. I I was I fell into this depression. I had to I had to move. I had to and I for um I can't say right now, but anyway, I had to move. Mm-hmm. My son and I had to move, and um, it was very very hard for me. And for two or three months, I couldn't like it was hard for me to do anything. Like I just I did the very minimum. Like I was. But I got help, and it's okay to get help. Everybody should get help every now and then, and uh, mm-hmm. through therapy and um, and just love from friends and and family, I I was able to uh, to to move move along. I lost my grandma back in December, mm-hmm. and uh, she was my biggest inspiration. And I honestly thought that I was gonna just completely fall apart, mm-hmm. but I keep going back to. Uh, the last conversation I had with her where we were alone and un- uninterrupted and and I I told her about this uh, this dream that I had and this uh, and how basically everything that I wanted lined up and everything was okay now and I, how I had everything that I needed to succeed mm-hmm. you know I told her I just need to get out of this funk and um, everything's gonna be okay and and just her telling me that she believed in me mm-hmm. And that she knew that I was going to do it. And she told me, Echale ganas, mija. Entonces, andale, ponte a trabajar. After that, like, I was like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And and I did. And she passed uh, back in uh, December, December 16th of last year. Mm-hmm. And I really thought that it was over for me. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be able to get back on the horse, you know, like, mm-hmm. I'm done. But no, it was opposite i have a little shrine for her here in my studio mm-hmm. i have uh my grandma was one of those people that always wore an apron mm-hmm. like my tia would have to like yell at her and be like no don't take that out we're gonna go to walmart you don't need to wear your apron that's embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> like i was always like it's okay abuelita. you know wear it because she always had the coolest shit in there she had money in there she had <laughs> she had nail clippers tools she had snacks in there you know like she was ready but she's a she was a hard-working woman mm-hmm. you know she my biggest inspiration. So I, um, I actually framed uh, the last apron she wore. You know, I, I framed it in my studio, and um, it's there. And nobody's allowed to put anything around that shrine. Like it's there, you know. And mm-hmm. um, every time I'm feeling shitty, I look at it and I'm like, no, she's here. Her apron's right there. Like I, I gotta keep going, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I have no excuse. I have no excuse. Like I have, I, I can do it. And I'm going to keep doing it till somebody stops me. And it's going to be really hard because I'm a fighter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. I feel that. Yeah, yeah. it's very powerful. And, and, you know, a lot of the, and I think about this too. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm 35 years old and, and you know, there's a lot of noise in this world, right? Um, but I think about 
kind of all the decisions and the sacrifices and everything that those, you know, my, I think about my mother, I think about, you know, my father too, and, and my grandparents. And I think about, you know, what I'm doing now, even with, with this little podcast that I have is, is in a way kind of like their wildest dreams that I'm living, you know, everything they did allowed me to be in this place to at least exist and express myself. You know, and, and I, I kind of, I really feel what you're saying too. And, and a lot of what you're doing, you know, um, just want to acknowledge that point because I really felt that. Um, Don't make me cry. <laughs> Don't make me cry. <laughs> no, no, no cry. <laughs> so what, uh, with that said, there's, you know, a lot of uh, younger listeners who, who tend to tune into the podcast, um, but maybe even if they're not so young, what would you say to somebody who maybe, has an idea in their mind and they're like, well, I want to start a business or I want to, you know, do whatever. I want to study whatever, but they're a little bit of unsure because maybe there are voices out there saying, you know, maybe you shouldn't do that. How, what messages would you tell those people? Um, I would tell them to investigate, read, um, find people that are doing similar things to what they, they're doing and, and see what they're doing and how they're doing it. If possible, reach out to them uh, ask for advice. You know, I, I, I like to talk to people, you know, whenever they come to me, I, I try to make some time to talk to them and let them know what's up. If they have a question about something, um, use your resources. It's very important. That's something that I've learned. Like I, I try not to be shy about it. Like I, I post it out there on Facebook. Like I remember posting it up there and be like, are there any photographers that would like to, to, uh, take some pictures in exchange for some some bracelets <laughs> or, you know, whatever, do trades, trade with people. You know, mm. you're good at something, find somebody else that might be interested in your product or whatever it is that you're doing and, and offer to, to trade, you know, it can be very valuable. Just use your resources. That's something my organization taught me. Mm. And, um, and it's helped me. I've, I've been doing that, you know, just talk to people. Don't be afraid to talk to people. Like you're just going to sit there and be afraid. You're not going to get anything done. You got to just, just remember that time goes by really quick. Mm. Like I remember thinking, I can't wait to be 18 when I was 15. And then I was 18 and I was like, oh crap, I can't wait to be 21. Mm -hmm. And then after 21, it went by pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what's going on? <laughs> Slow down, you know? And then like, I remember like people telling me, oh, you think 20 to 30 went by pretty quick? Like wait till you, you know, hit 30. 30 to 40 goes quick and 40 to 50 goes even quicker. So I think about that too. I'm like, I have energy right now. I have the energy. I can stay up and maybe just sleep two hours. I don't recommend it. Try to mm -hmm. get eight hours of sleep. But you, if you can do it, do it. You know, like work hard. Like you have a dream, like let that dream, you know, push you to do things a little bit more. Even if you, like if you work a full-time job already, like instead of looking at memes, study. Mm -hmm. You know, study. Look at things, like make a list of what you need to do and and do it part-time, you know, while you're at the grocery store. Like I said, you're in line. You should be reading an article. Hmm. You know, read something that you think might help you with whatever it is you're trying to do. And reach out to people that already did it. And use your resources. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had a friend that I hadn't talked to in years. And I hit him up and I was like, hey, dude, can you help me out with the logo? You know, and I investigated. I knew he had a wife. <laughs> I'm like, I'll make some jewelry for your wife, mm -hmm. you know. And he liked the idea. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll make a logo for you, you know. And. And it worked. It was beautiful. His wife was really happy. I was happy. He was happy. Use your resources. Mm. Read. Information is out there and it's free. 
YouTube, TikTok. It's free. <laughs> just mm-hmm. go on there, you know, and and uh, just investigate and do mm-hmm. it. Do it. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> um, so to kind of wrap things up, and I do want to be respectful of your time. Um, one of the the topics that I like to reference in, in different conversations, you know, we talk to different folks on this podcast. Some are in the business world, some are in the education world, some are in the political world, whatever. But the one topic I, I want to give a little bit of, of honor to is the topic of mental health, um, especially with, with a lot of our, you know, cultura uh, and, and, and the background, oftentimes we don't talk about mental health. We don't acknowledge the need to work through certain things that we're feeling. Um, and I feel like you've alluded to this in, at various points in our conversation. I mean, any, any sort of messages or anything you'd like to share with listeners about the topic of mental health? If you're able to get help, therapy. Therapy has done wonders for me. Like, uh, everybody needs a little bit of help when it comes to, you know, yeah, when if you're, if you're feeling down, depressed, or whatever, get help. Get help because not only is it affecting you, but anybody around you that loves you, is close to you, it affects them too. Mm. So if uh, you know you need that extra push, yes, obviously think about yourself first. Like you need to be okay. Um, if you have a lot of responsibilities, um, think about people that you're affecting. If you're not getting that help that you need, uh, but most of all, yes, think about yourself. Like, do you really want to be stuck there? No, you don't. Mm. You know, it's it's very hard. Like it affected me in so many different ways. Going through depression and the anxiety, mm-hmm. like it it was horrible. Like I wasn't myself. I wasn't as productive. Um, my my family started becoming very concerned. My abuelita was always worried, and my mom was always worried. My tia was always like, "Oh my gosh, what's gonna happen?" You know. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I took that step, and it made everything better. I felt better. My family felt better. Like it's don't be afraid to do it. Like everybody needs a little bit of help. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs a little bit of help when it comes to that. Like every now and then, I I guarantee that there's not one person in this world that was it was perfectly okay their entire lives. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. um, like it's everybody needs a little bit of help, and it's mm-hmm. okay. And it's you know it's, it's there's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> a lot of times it's everything else around you, the stuff they put in our food, the environment, all the crazy things going on it's okay to feel anxious you know it's mm-hmm. it's it's fine like mm. it's a lot of people are feeling that like it's you're not crazy you're not crazy nobody i don't think anybody's crazy everybody just needs help mm. no, i appreciate hearing that too i mean sometimes we depending on our upbringing are told to keep things inside or don't show emotion don't talk about these things you know so i just want to appreciate you for for saying that um Final thoughts here. Where can where can folks go to to see the different products and to learn more about you and and potentially even if they're interested, you know, buy some of your products. Soichingona.com. Uh, Soichingona.com. That's uh, that's the, my main website. That's uh, I did it that way. So when you type it, you're feeling it. You know, you're typing it. And even chingona is you're typing a soichingon. Yeah, the a you know in dot com. You know what I mean? Like you're feeling it when you're typing it. Mm. That's what I, that's why I did it. I did that on purpose. You're even if you're not saying it, you're typing it and you're telling yourself, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm getting you. You're getting it. Even you're even thinking about the name. You're already thinking it. Yes. You are Chingona. Yes, you are Chingon. You're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can attest to that. I mean, I, 
you know, even looking at your Instagram page, just when you type that in, you know, it's like, whoa, fill a jolt yeah. of, of chingonedness, yeah, like, whatever yeah, that was. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I got you, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Well, Julia from Soy Chingona, thank you so much for taking the time to, uh, to speak with us and know that you're welcome back at any time. And we wish you much success here as we uh, finish off uh, 2020. No, thank you. Thank you. You too, dude. You too. And thank you very much again, Julia, for, for taking the time to, to sit down with us and unpack so many different thoughts and perspectives and feelings. And again, I, I can't stress it enough, just the authenticity in talking with you, these real conversations, these real feelings that you've had throughout your journey so far. I think that is a very powerful thing that that all the listeners and myself included, um, I know I'm going to take a lot of these lessons and thoughts and feelings with me and see how can I apply that towards my own journey. Okay, so your entrepreneurship, your, your knowledge, your desire to be obsessed with getting better and growing. That's definitely something I'm going to take with me. So again, um, seek out uh, Julia and, and learn more about Soy Chingona. Uh, through her Instagram page, uh, Soy Chingona, S-O-Y, and then Chingona is C-H-I-N-G-O-N-A. Um, and you can see a variety of the different clothing and apparel and jewelry uh, that she has there through that page. So with that said, everybody, I want to thank you all for uh, listening to today's episode. Uh, please feel free to follow us on social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Remember that the uh, podcast, Quest for Fire, is created through our media company, and the media company's name is Romu Media. That's R-O-M-U Media, and that's what allows us to create the Quest for Fire podcast. And again, thank you all for, for all your likes and your shares and your uh, retweets. Uh, the more we can uh, get folks here into the circle, the more we can hopefully uh, invest in some, some different conversations, as well as software and hardware, and take this uh, podcast to the levels that I know that we can reach. So again, on behalf of Romo Media, on behalf of Quest for Fire, I am your host, Romulo Vega. Thank you so much, and we look forward to next time as we embark on another Quest for Fire.